As we continue in this practice of cultivating kindness, of connecting with a sense of care and friendliness, we can perhaps start to notice ways in which we engage in activities that it starts to stand out to us where we are a bit harder, put more pressure on ourselves or others. We just notice those tendencies very clearly. And it's really supportive for the practice as well as beneficial for our well-being to, to so far as we're able, bring a quality of gentle, caring softness into the way we engage with whatever we do. But specifically here with the meditation practice. So being aware of with your body you put pressure on at times, feeling like you need or should or must maintain a particular posture. It's okay to make a change when you need to. Sometimes it's useful to change your posture even when you don't absolutely need to, but just to really let yourself know that you have permission to. (coughs) So it might be a little uncomfortable sometimes. And yeah, you can be with that, and that's fine to be with that. But if you notice your tendency is to always be with that, then sometimes it might be interesting just to allow yourself to make a change of your posture, to do it slowly, caringly, with connection, and not seeing it in any way as an interruption to the flow of your practice or a marker of some lack of development, but simply a kindly response to the condition you're encountering. Equally as sometimes it may be a kindly response to just relax into and be with discomfort. But not to make a hierarchy in the context of this practice between those two possibilities. Not to feel that because there's a little sound or movement in the room that that is somehow a disruption or a, a problem for others. If we hear others moving... We might feel like, oh, they're disturbing my meditation. Why don't they be quiet or be still? Understandable, that thought might arise. And yet, if we reflect on the situation from the perspective of loving kindness, we could see that maybe this person's suffering or they're trying to take care of themselves and actually extend some, some kindliness towards them, equally as we can extend kindliness towards ourselves when we're in that place of feeling a little under pressure or challenged by what's arising, whether physically or equally in terms of emotional processes that can sometimes be quite intense and challenging. To know that it's really important and useful to stay with the experience sometimes, to let yourself feel into it, make space and room for it, but also having very clear permission to sometimes say, that's enough. Not that we push it away or make it stop, but that we can turn our attention to something else. Turning our attention to perhaps some other aspect of what's going on. And this is, in a way, picking up one of the primary themes from Kirsten's talk last night where she was pointing out how when we we can turn our attention to and notice that which brings uplift, brings a sense of joyfulness or delight to the heart. 
not as a negation or denial of that which is difficult, but as a way of fully including all of what is true and what is here and reflecting upon our good actions and good intentions, our good qualities. And the good actions, the good intentions, the good qualities of those we have contact with is a a very available and organic way of bringing some uplift, some lightness to our heart. And this, this quality of caring that we're developing, that we're connecting with, that we're exploring together, it has different textures according to what we're in contact with. When we talk about this sort of loving friendliness, we are speaking in a kind of universal sense about a caring, a sense of connection that is interested in, in the well-being and the happiness of another. And with regard to the meta practice, the specific orientation that we've been using primarily is towards the wish for happiness or the wish for whatever it is one wishes for or that another wishes for and the, the, the supporting, the giving support to that wishing for happiness and it doesn't really it's not referring to the particular circumstances of the person beyond that universal, the being beyond that universal wishing for happiness and there are two other Qualities that come through with the kindness, with the care, depending on the circumstance of that we focus on or that was predominant for ourselves or whoever we're attending to. And one of these is, is, as Kirsten mentioned, mudita, translated as sympathetic joy, or I, I like the language of appreciative joy as an alternative translation. Sense of how we can take delight in the good fortune of others. So that when someone we care for, or our heart is open to, is experiencing good fortune, we wish for that to continue for them. We can take delight in their happiness. And it's something quite wonderful, in fact, to be able to take joy, to nourish our heart with delight in the well-being and the happiness of others. And this is a practice that I'd like to just explore with you a little um, this morning. But before going to this, the other specific orientation that we can notice is when the person we turn towards ourselves, or the being we turn towards ourselves or another is suffering or we are highlighting or attending to the suffering or the pain or the difficulty in this person's life. Then the response is compassion. Just out of caring, naturally, we wish for that suffering to reduce, to be healed. And so the response just to the being is for their natural wish for happiness to be fulfilled. When there's happiness there or enjoyment of something, wishing for that to continue. And when there's suffering, wishing for that to come to an end. And so there's different flavours and there's sort of a certain nuance to the qualities that we can encounter in the heart, that we can cultivate. And really the expression of the word we use, love, embraces all of these and more. But in terms of the, the practice that we're, we're offering, these, these three particular themes or th- sort of aspects of love are really what we're highlighting. Wishing that what someone wishes for, they receive. That what they have that they wish for, they continue to have. 
and what they wish for the end of, the end of can come. And with all of these, of course, we're not making it happen, but we're aligning ourselves with the caring that naturally wishes for that. And with the, the, the practice of appreciative joy, of mudita, there's something really quite remarkable or, or, or precious in discovering that there are so many opportunities for us to take joy in things around us. That even at times when for our own circumstances they're not quite, or what we're noticing is not so much that, but seeing that others around us may be happy. Rather than that being a cause of sort of feeling frustrated or annoyed or like if they're happy then you know why aren't I? As if there's some sort of finite amount of happiness out there and if they've got it then I'm not going to get it. Um, but it's more like, ah, oh, you know, some of the most clear and strong experiences of this that we may know can come with with um, with one's children or, or one's partner or people people we're close to and, and seeing them growing or developing or one's you know brothers and sisters particularly somehow it seems to be very strong with a sense of like a younger sibling or a child or a grandchild you know seeing the, you kind of sort of see them grow or as you know if we're in a situation where we're a guide or a mentor or a teacher for others and many of us will have those roles formally or informally where we share of our understanding our wisdom and we see those who we share that with flowering growing and there's just a natural delight in that. It's like, oh, how lovely. And it's one of the real joys for, for you know, Kirsten and I in, in the role we have, that we, we get to receive the blessing of everyone else's sort of unfolding and learning and growing. And there's something delightful in that. And so this practice of mudita, which I'd like to just now take some time to guide you with the practice and It'll be something that, with that, if you'd like to include some in your practice, you're welcome to, but it's not required. But for now, just again, settling into your, into your body, <coughs> letting yourself be at ease, upright and yet comfortable, and giving yourself permission to be comfortable, to be at ease, to make adjustments if needed. with your posture. And again, taking a few moments to breathe through the heart centre, just letting yourself contact the rhythmic flow of whatever you experience through your heart and the region in the centre of your chest as you breathe. Not looking for any particular experience but just being open to what's there. And with this practice of mudita, we begin with someone that we care for, feel fond of and close to, who has something that really delights them or makes them happy in their life, that we can just remember. And it's usually suggested to begin this practice not by choosing someone who's got something that we'd really like and haven't got, because that's more like the harder end of the practice. It's part of it, but sort of it might be a you know a child we know who just got a bicycle and they're you know over the moon. It doesn't have to be something sort of 
esoteric or spiritual. It might be someone who we who we know is just there's some unfolding in their life into something really rich and wholesome. Some sense of something that brings them happiness. So just just see who might come to mind. And it doesn't you don't have to get this perfect. Just something that somebody you care for has that they delight in and enjoy. And it may be more just a sense of the general good fortune of the person, but it's useful to you know, have something particular in that. Even just maybe that, you know, you know they have a chance today to be in the sun and it's warm and pleasurable. And with that, just, to, just as we did with the metta, having a sense of just reflectively connecting with oh, how nice that is. You know? And it, again, it doesn't even have to be a human being. It could be, you know, I, I can think of my, my pet cat, Bonnie, and you know, how she feels when I give her one of those cat treats. That, you know, it's just you know, somehow better than the normal stuff. It doesn't seem that much better to me, but <laughs> you know, those cat treats, and she really clearly responds to it. So just again, just simple things the heart can delight in there. And the phrases that we use, and there are variations, I think Kirsten maybe mentioned last night, but it's like attending to, connecting with that person and their good fortune, and you can just try the phrases out that I'll offer. May your good fortune continue and not decrease. May your good fortune continue and not decrease. (coughs) Or it could be, may you not be parted from what you love and appreciate. May you not be parted from your good fortune. You can see which words feel useful for you. And with those words, particularly when we're, we've got something specific in mind. That, you know, <coughs> it might be you know, an elderly person who we know really enjoys having a warm bath. And, you know, and that when they get to have a bath, they can just relax and feel an ease in their body that's otherwise a bit achy and sore a lot of the time. Something just like that. And just, you know, may you continue to have many warm baths. And just how lovely to imagine that, to wish that for someone. So it's okay for it to be quite light in that way. And another phrase, and I, I really find this one very sweet for myself. <coughs> And it may be to do with a particular that we're remembering, but this one's more general and doesn't require us to be thinking or bringing to mind something particular that person has that they're appreciating. It's it's more just the, the wish of appreciative joy of mudita. It's may you enjoy an abundance of good things. And it's like, oh yeah. I could really take joy in this person receiving an abundance of good things. Having many 
things that delight their heart, nourish their body. May you enjoy an abundance of good things. And as with the metta practice, really letting yourself know what the meaning of the words that you're offering, what that really means. So we're not just saying them mechanically, but feeling into that quality of well-wishing in support of the good fortune of someone that we care for. May you enjoy an abundance of good things. May your good fortune continue and not decrease. So taking a little while just to to play with this practice, to explore a little what's possible. Extending appreciative joy, mudita. For someone you care for. Appreciating and supporting their good fortune with your good wishes. May you not be parted from your good fortune. May you enjoy an abundance of good things.
And it may be that after a little while you'd like to bring someone else to mind. who you also can remember or know of something fortunate in their life that they are happy for and appreciate. Maybe their good qualities that they can delight in and that they know or their good fortune. And so with qualities we might say, may you, or may your good qualities continue to deepen. It's different ways we can express mudita. And how lovely it is that these good qualities are present and have that deepening capacity. We can delight in this. even for the flowers that may enjoy the sunshine, the warmth of the morning. You could just take delight in the creatures and the, the life, that you know, the flowers that turn towards the sun, drinking in its warmth. How lovely that they have the opportunity to do this. And may this continue. It could be that simple. And if it feels a little dry or not so connected, just again reflecting on, bringing to mind the person that you've chosen and just remembering or reflecting on 
the aspects of their good fortune that you're aware of. Just letting yourself resonate with that. And then again, extending the the wishes of appreciative joy, of mudita, delighting in their good fortune, well-being or happiness. Seeing that this delight allows their happiness and good fortune to support our own. Breaking down the separation we imagine or conceive or experience between ourselves and others. How beautiful that their good fortune could be our good fortune. How fortunate. And of course being aware that sometimes our response may not be that we delight. We might find that we feel envious or reactive, frustrated in ourselves. Just seeing what supports you to to not need to focus in that way. Be kind with yourself. And if you'd like to continue extending mudita in this way to a particular being or beings, you can do so. And if you'd like to just return to the loving-kindness practice we've been establishing and deepening, just feel free to do that if you wish. You may like to include the phrase of mudita, one that you connect with together with other phrases of loving kindness. May you be happy and peaceful. May you be safe and well. May you enjoy an abundance of good things. Hmm.
And as we come to the last few minutes of the sitting, just beginning to gently open out the the field of your heart to, without needing to leave who you're with, yourself or another, equally including your companions here, Extending a sense of well-wishing and kindness, of metta and mudita, if that feels true for you or right. Just wishing happiness and well-being, wishing an abundance of good things for your companions and equally yourselves as we sit here together. May we all be happy and peaceful. May we all be safe and well. And may we all enjoy an abundance of good things.
So I'm just kind of curious if anyone has anything they noticed with regard to the mudita practice. Anything you might say that you noticed that was similar, different, or if you found it was something you connected with or not, feel free just to call out or put your hand if you want. What was that like? Nice. Uh huh. Do you have a sense of what kind of nice? Thank you. <coughs> Any other response? Yes? I thought it was very lovely, very expansive. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Great. Sense of expansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I felt genuine, <coughs> genuine happiness for the other person. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Right. So, the, and, and even as you're saying it, it sounds like it's still there. Huh? Yeah. It's interesting to see and to, to be able to really connect with it. Actually, there's real happiness there for us when we can really, with that spirit of appreciative joy, appreciation that brings a joy, or, or sympathetic is the other word. I, I, I find appreciative works for me, but whichever word works. So, that sense of, yeah, we're responding to. Yeah, their happiness and it can bring ours. And one of the the beauties of the practice is it starts to give us so many more opportunities to find delight and happiness. It's not just about whether things are going well for me, which sometimes they are and sometimes they're not, but (coughs) looking where things are going well for someone. There's always someone. (laughs) Really, there is. There's always someone. And when we can find our way to just include that, it's like, oh, how, how fortunate, how nice. Huh? Uh-huh. Can you say a little more? It's more tangible? Because you're thinking about something very real. Right. It's a source of joy for somebody. Uh-huh. Right. So there's something useful about making it concrete in that way. Yeah. And just, yeah. It's like, I mean, likewise it's regarded as an important practice. We don't really start the moody type practice here. But in terms of noticing for ourselves, and actually almost like ticking off the good fortune that we have. That, you know, we might sometimes be aware of all the things that aren't quite as we would wish, but just simple good fortune, simple blessings of you know, food and shelter. And even, you know, we only have to work one hour a day for these few days we're here, you know. Most of us have to do way more work than that normally, you know. Though I guess the practice might feel like work, but it's different, you know. Little blessings like that, and, and actually making them particular, is really helpful. Yeah, thank you. I kind of felt that um, it sort of allowed me to uh, feel more able to wish myself perhaps on it's kind of I don't know, so somehow by appreciating that someone else can have that abundance, it's like, oh I'm allowed to have that now. Huh. Okay, lovely. So it frees something up there that there can be an unconscious sort of almost 
competitive contraction. <laughs> I don't know if that's, but that's something I can see in myself sometimes. It's like the sort of the comparing the, uh, and if we just drop that, there's an expansion that just, yeah, frees up our heart's response to ourself also. And again, that kind of when we see that, it's like oh, they're not. It's not so separate. These things are linked in together always. So that you know, as we open to others, we open to ourselves, and equally as we open to ourselves, we open to others. But that, that what we're working with here is something that isn't so boundaried or limited or sort of compartmentalized as we might imagine it to be. And different modes of practice can start to break down or dissolve penetrate some of those separations between your joy and my joy or someone else's joy and somebody else's joy someone else's suffering or happiness and our own hmm. thank you yeah I think gratitude is something that supports all of these qualities. It's, it's definitely related and connected and um, in the sense of appreciative joy is quite close to gratitude. And um, maybe for oneself, we are, you know, when we see our own good fortune, being grateful for that actually brings to the delight. It's allowing that and in a way being grateful or appreciative. It's, it's very close. I, I think I could say more, but I won't for now. But if you notice that's what's arising there, then just really letting that in, knowing it as such, and seeing how it affects the capacity of the heart. I mean, gratitude really does free up. Again, it's another quality that really frees the heart's capacity for kindness and actually for generosity also. So often gratitude and generosity are kind of paired together quite particular. It's that sense of having received, we like to, we feel moved to offer, to share. And that's uh, another aspect of it. Thank you for mentioning and naming it. Good. So also just noticing when we have a little sharing and speaking in the larger group. And you maybe notice this in the small group. And of course there can be many experiences. But what I find is that there's something about just our voices being more, sh- you know, well, you get to hear mine a lot, but, um, you know, sharing more of the, the voices in the sense of the community of us as a group. There's also something that that brings into the, the texture of what we're sharing and bringing forth here. So uh, thank you for your, your sharings and, and equally your presence and listening. It's time now for some walking and... Um, with the walking continuing as we've been suggesting just exploring offering loving kindness and if you'd like to bring in the mudita practice for a sustained period working with just this you're welcome or just occasionally or just a single phrase of it see see what you feel moved to again we always I, I find it a little sort of I don't want to confuse you by giving too many options but at the same time to really give you permission to see what you connect with See what touches, see what moves for you, and to follow that, trust that. And if at some point you realize, oh, that wasn't quite, you know, optimal, that's fine. That's how we learn, and we can start to adjust or optimize the practice as we go, without getting into thoughts of right or wrong. Good. So we have. Um, Yes, um, 
So let me check. Yeah, we have about forty minutes now for some for some walking, and uh, can enjoy the good fortune of sunshine if if that's something that you like. I encourage you to uh, enjoy it. Sometimes in insight practice, one might be encouraged not to just go stand in the sun, but to notice our attachment to pleasant sensations and let it go. And that's useful instruction. But in the context of this practice, I'll just let you know, without getting attached, it's really fine to go out there and let yourself enjoy it. If you wish. Thank you. And so... um, the interviews that I have will start about five or six minutes late, or later than scheduled, for whoever's got those, which is now, basically, and in 15 minutes' time. <laughs>